Wrestling with siblings, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is a fight, so I gotta get right. right. Can't have my back on the ropes. Never. This for my sister and bro. I swear that we'll make it, that's yeah, all that we hope. Go, life is so cold. Get hit with a center, that's all that she wrote. The world that we live in has made me cutthroat. Yeah. I started rapping by life just to cope. Now I spit fire like Ricky yeah. Steamboat. Yeah. Straight from the bottom, got so much to gain. I had to grind just to build on my name. People call me champ, I'm feeling like Dwayne. I let it smack down, here comes the pain. Here comes the pain. Right. Welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Araceli, and this is my co-host, Armando. Hi, guys. I'm Armando, and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. All right, let's get started with Monday Night Raw. And it looks like Jimmy Uso and Solo open up the show, and they basically start saying, we are family. There is absolutely no cracks whatsoever within the bloodline and not only that but they also wanted to clarify the situation with jay where has he been they haven't been able to contact him and you know you're 100 percent right you know that he's making a statement saying you know what we're fine it's just little miscommunication and you know there's no issue between us and at the end of the day whenever they have to defend the titles jay uso is the one that's there you know he comes out and he's like you know what we're in this together and he ends up defending and so far they've been successful as going into those matches and then this is when the Street Profits come out and they interrupt. And obviously they don't think that the Bloodline is in the spot that the Bloodline says they are in. And this leads into a match between, obviously, Jimmy and Solo versus the Street Profits. And of course, the Usos right off the bat, what do they start off with? They start off with keeping Montez Ford down. Why? They know that the second that Dawkins comes in, that'll be the game changer in this entire match. Why? He is the powerhouse of the two. Yeah, and that's a smart strategy by by both of them, by Solo and, uh, and Jimmy. You know, taking down Montez Ford, you know, cutting down to speed and cutting the ring in half, knowing, okay, you know what, we're going to isolate him and keep him in this corner that's going to make the huge difference and you know taking the powerhouse out of the corner and not letting them out and you can see that jimmy is very very focused when it comes into this match you can see he's concentrated he has left all of the problems that pretty much deal with the bloodline outside he left them at home and went in really really focused and i think at this point it's not only him defending the honor of the bloodline, but he is out here basically defending Roman Reigns. At this point, he has to defend and he has to prove to the world, not only to Sami Zayn, but he has to prove to the entire world, hey, we are still the most dominant fraction in this entire division. And not only that, but I feel like he's also letting his frustration out on, on the Street profit. you know, all that. Everything that he's been holding back, he's just been letting them out. And we saw that here in this match and, and I mean Solo Solo was just looking for that opportunity to come out and just show his aggression and sure enough when he does I mean he's just an unstoppable that's why he's the street champ he's the one that takes care of the business for the bloodline he's the one that does the dirty work you cannot underestimate the street profits though they come in and they are always super prepared and I feel like if there is a team in the WWE right now that can match up to the Usos, I think that is the team right there. They work so well, just like the Usos. Obviously, you can't compare that team, but if there's somebody that can take down the team like the Usos, I think this is a team. Now, of course, mind you, Jay right now is in a situation where we don't know what that's going to look like, but he's still the champion. And I think if there's anybody that can take him down, it's for sure them. I would love to see Kevin Owens and 
Zami Zayn do it, though. But this is a team you cannot underestimate at all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Street Profits have been up to They've gotten close, close each and every single time. And again, the Usos have proven why they are the, you know, the uh, uh, unified tag team champions. You know, because they haven't been able to lose. And teams like the Street Profits that have been this close and, you know, they've been right on their tail have been very, very close. And they haven't been able to take them down. But definitely this is a team that any tag team, whoever it is, needs to keep an eye on because these are the, the dangerous ones. All right, let's move on to Brock Lesnar. He basically comes out as part of the VIP lounge guest. He comes out and he is like, you know what? I am here so that MVP can convince me about why I should face Omos at WrestleMania. Because, hey, to be quite honest, Lesnar was like, you have to sell me on it. You have to sell the fans on it. You have to sell everybody on it before I could even accept Something like this. And MVP comes out and he's like, you know what? I don't even want to get inside of the ring. Why? Because there's going to be suplexes. And he was afraid of what Brock Lesnar's reaction was going to be like if he stepped foot into that ring. And Brock Lesnar will say, hey, I promise you there will be no no suplexes. Mind you, he said nothing about F5s. Yeah, and I don't blame MVP. I mean, if it was MVP and I was in issues, I would be scared to get in the ring with Brock Lesnar too because... You don't know what he's capable of. One moment he's happy and next thing you know he comes up to you, gives you a hug and just picks you up and, <laughs> you know, puts you in a in an F5 or automatically, you know, that quick puts you in a suplex, you know. And, and I think Brock Lesnar's playing the mind games with, with MVP and, and Omos. Um, I think Brock Lesnar likes challenges and I think this is going to be a very, very different, you know, challenge for, for Brock Lesnar. I mean, the size of of almost can he suplex almost i mean it's gonna be hard but hey you know what brock lesnar is the beast he is the alpha male of our species and i think he could do it so i think it's gonna be a very very interesting match and we'll see how how it goes mvp took little to no time to convince somebody like brock lesnar of a challenge why again you said it the challenge is there for brock Lesnar and once you bring Bobby Lashley into this everything completely changes for Brock you know obviously we've seen what those matches have been like for Brock Lesnar he hasn't been as successful as he thought he was going to be so in my opinion I think there's something that Brock has to prove out here and I think the perfect opportunity will definitely be Omos yeah I think he needs to uh, get his dominance back and I think a great way to doing that is by beating someone like like Omos someone the size of Omos and you know, the great show of power and show him who really is the dominant one in the WWE. And I still believe it's Brock Lesnar. 100% agree with you on that one. Let's move on to Cody Rhodes versus Chad Gable. Very, very interesting match. It was short, but we got to see a different side of Chad Gable. He went and stood up to probably one of the best competitors in this entire business and we have somebody like Cody Rhodes obviously I'm not going to say he underestimated Chad Gable because he didn't but he went out there and he gave 100% and he proved why he is the number one contender for the WWE Undisputed Championship right now and going back on Chad Gable I think he was extra motivated just because he wanted to prove himself against Cody Rhodes he knows what Cody Rhodes is to this business and who he's going to face at Wrestlemania so what better way than make a great name for yourself and create an opportunity for you than having someone like um like Cody Rhodes, you know, and facing him. But not only that, he also had Otis in his corner. And, you know, and keep in mind, he is Master Gable. So he is trying to set the example for Otis as well, too. So 
I mean, believe it or not, Chad has a lot in in his back, and I think this match w was good. Unfortunately, he was a little short, but you know what? He proved himself those couple of minutes that he was in the ring with uh, with Cody Rhodes. I saw a different side of Chad Gable. I saw a more motivated, a more focused, a more hungry Chad Gable. And of course, there's nobody else to prove yourself against than the number one contender, the man that withstood pretty much 29 other men to get the opportunity that he is going to be in. So major props to Chad Gable for holding his ground against Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes making a very, very special announcement after his match. He's basically like, you know what? Roman Reigns will be at SmackDown. So will I. That is all he says. That is a big major message that he is sending to the undisputed champion and tribal chief. He's basically letting him know, hey, you know what? I'm finally going to come face to face. I'm not scared of you. And that he's proving, hey, I am going to be the man that's going to take you down at WrestleMania. I wouldn't be scared either. After winning the uh, the Royal Rumble, like you said, going through 29 men and being the number one contender, I feel that Cody Rhodes' uh, confidence is through the roof. And for him to be saying those type of statements and you know wanting to face Roman Reigns face-to-face -face and SmackDown, um, it just shows a lot that Cody Rhodes is motivated and he wants to do this for himself, but not only for himself, but for his family and his legacy. Keep in mind, he also has a legacy in the WWE as well. 100% agree with you on that one. Let's move on to Asuka versus Carmella. We're finally getting to see the different side of Carmella. This is the Carmella that I've been wanting to see ever since the Carmella character was created. We finally get to see the Princess of Staten Island. This Carmella just feels way, way different. And I'll tell you why. It is the amount of confidence that she has. She knows she's good. She knows she can hang with the best of the best. And she proved that, to me at least, or I think to everybody tonight in her match against Asuka. But Carmella is on a completely different level. You could never go wrong with Carmella. I feel like that's the type of character and that's the type of person she's established herself to be within the WWE right now. Yeah, definitely. We've seen the old Carmella back and, and it's good. I think it's going to bring, uh, you know, a lot of good things to the division and also to Carmella. I think her confidence is going, like you said, going up each and every single match. I think, you know, she's finding herself again and you know what? She's creating her opportunity, you know, and that's really, really big in this business. You got to create your opportunities. If not, then nobody's going to give them to you as well. So, you know, she's she's doing a good job. And we saw her against Asuka. I mean, facing someone like Asuka, you know, especially the way Asuka's right now in confidence and being the number one contender for uh, Bianca Belair's championship, what better way to do it than against than against Asuka? And of course, you know, we got to see Carmella. Obviously, she didn't win. And she was very upset about that. But she sent a very, very great statement to not only Asuka, but the Raw Women's Champion. Why she took both of them out. And that just means, hey... I'm money. I want an opportunity. I am going to fight and create my own opportunity. And I wouldn't be surprised if this eventually becomes a triple threat at WrestleMania because with the determination of Carmella, I wouldn't be surprised if she finds some way to add herself into that match. Yeah, and even if she doesn't add her way into that match, um, which I would love to see, um, I think she's going to create her opportunity, like we said, and she's going to she's going to be the next runner up for either Oscar or Bianca. Whoever comes out victorious at uh, WrestleMania, that's if they don't add a uh, Carmella into that triple threat match. So we'll see how the outcome of this plays out as well. 
you said it earlier, Asuka is somebody you could never underestimate, and she is also somebody who boosts her confidence each and every single time she is in the ring. I am super excited for Asuka to be facing Bianca Belair. I think this is the woman that's going to do it. We've seen Bianca face just about, I believe, everybody in the roster in both Raw and SmackDown. Nobody has been able to... She's been beaten, but nobody has been able to take the championship from her, and I think this is the woman that's going to do it. The new reinvented Asuka, who goes out there, possesses that confidence, she knows what she wants, and she knows exactly how she's going to get every single thing she wants. I think this Bianca Belair is not ready for for Asuka. You know, I think she probably expected the old Asuka going into uh, WrestleMania and into this match. I think she's not ready. I think she's prepared. I think this is, like you said, Asuka's just in another level. She's just every each and every week. She's proving why she's a big threat to Bianca's uh, Bianca Belair's um, championship. And if I were Bianca, I'd be scared because if anybody could do it, it's gonna be Asuka that could dethrone her. One hundred percent agree with you on that one. Let's move on to Piper Niven versus Candice LeRae. This was a very very short match, but we got to see a lot from both competitors obviously Candice LeRae was at the disadvantage from the very beginning why she had Nikki Cross basically follow her since she got out of the the Titron basically came out Nikki Cross is just like following her kind of like she was just stalking her so that gives Candice LeRae the disadvantage right from the get-go and we have Piper who knows that her biggest advantage going into this is one that Nikki Cross is there and could potentially serve as a distraction for Candice LeRae, but two, that she is a major powerhouse and she knows that taking her down is not going to be easy. No, and definitely, like you said, the power was a huge difference and I think uh, Piper was trying to end it quick, you know, but not only that, trying to make a statement and be like, you know what, you have to go through me and I'm not going to be very, very easy to do. Um, I don't think she underestimated Candice. Um, like I said, it was just very, very unlucky um, of Piper because I really thought Piper was going to win. She was dominating the match as well, too. I don't think she was unlucky. I think she just got confident. I think that's what happened. And she just thought, you know what? I have everything at my advantage. And what did Candice do? Candice found one teeny tiny opportunity. She took it and she was able to beat Piper Niven. And that was impressive. Yeah. You got to give it up to Candice LeRae for that. But she did take advantage also of the uh, opportunity that uh, Nikki Cross created. She kind of crossed a little bit of chaos outside of the ring. So, you know, Piper got a little distracted. And then I think she did a roll-up. And one, two, three was able to get the win. Again, not underestimating her win. But it was a huge, huge win to get back on track for potentially, you know, who knows, maybe a women's championship in the future. But it's a huge, huge win for her to boost her confidence as well. All right, let's move on to one of my favorite segments of basically all of the Raws, Miz TV. And he lays it right off the bat. As soon as he comes out, he's like, I have a very, very special announcement that I have to make. And he goes on and talks about Maurice. And at first I was like, well, maybe she's pregnant again. But we were wrong. He will be the host of both nights of WrestleMania, night one and night two. That is absolutely fantastic because The Miz will be hosting WrestleMania. Now, granted, I would love to see him in a match because I cannot miss the opportunity of them saying from Hollywood, California, The Miz. I mean, that'll be just simply iconic, but being the host also works. Not only that, keep in mind, 
The Miz is A-lister. He's a Hollywood superstar. So think about all the amount of stars that he is going to bring in. He is going to invite. Come on, man. You know, we're probably going to see Grammy artists, Golden Globe winners. Like, who knows? He knows a lot of people. And you know what? He is going to bring this WrestleMania to a whole new level, even though he is going to be the host. So I'm excited to see who, who he's going to bring back there. That's what he said. He said it was going to be very, very viral. And again, if there is somebody that could do that, it is The Miz. He knows basically everybody in Hollywood. And because of that, Seth Rollins comes out and he is like, hey, you know what? I just came out here to congratulate you because, you know, you're going to be the host of WrestleMania. But let's be real. We all know Seth Rollins. That's not why he was there. He was there because he was like, I want you to call Logan Paul. And The Miz is like, no, I'm not going to call Logan Paul. So what does he do? He takes out The Miz, then steals his phone, uses Face ID to unlock it, and then calls Logan Paul. And it's Seth Rollins. You know that guy always gets what he wants. And while he is in the FaceTime with Logan Paul, he'll say, hey, I want you to come out here, face me, face to face. Please come out here. And this is going to start getting heated because from the beginning, ever since the Rumble, Seth was a guy that said, I do not want to be mentioned of Logan Paul or even talk about somebody like Logan Paul. And now he's going out of his way to get a hold of Logan Paul. Not only that, but this is personal. I think Logan Paul made it personal with, with Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins really took that loss at the Rumble, that elimination, sorry, really, really to heart because he feels that Logan Paul doesn't belong there and pretty much took an opportunity from him to headline WrestleMania. So, I mean, I see where Seth Rollins is coming from and why it's personal, but we'll see if Logan Paul, you know, what he has to say and, and what he's going to tell Roman Reigns, I mean, um, Seth Rollins when he has him face-to-face. 100% agree with you on that one. All right, let's move on to Bobby Lashley versus Elias. Quick and easy win. Like, he went in there. He completely dominated Elias, took him out, and basically won. They keep doing my boy Elias, man. Dirty. I mean, he first he gets interrupted. Now they put him against a powerhouse like Bobby Lashley. And he keep in mind, he probably wasn't even prepared for it. So, I mean, come on, man. They've been doing my boy Elias dirty. And, you know, I think he deserves a fair shot. And he deserves to get at least one song played on national television. He always gets interrupted, like, right when he says three words. And, and that's not fair. But, again, you know, Bobby Lashley is still salty. You know, he's mad. You know, and he's trying to make a statement, too, that, you know what? It's not just Brock Lesnar that's a powerhouse that's a dominant force. It's also me, and, you know, we'll see what what he ends up doing. Yes, he 100% wants to prove his point, and I think he's going to start just taking everybody out. That's exactly what he's going to start doing. He has a lot to prove. Not that I feel like he has to prove it to the universe itself, but I think he just wants to prove it to himself and prove, hey, you know what, I am the most dominant person in this business. And if I were that raw roster, I'd be very, very careful because it looks like Bobby Lashley is just coming for anyone and anything that gets in his way. Yeah, so don't stand in front of him. If I would see him coming towards my way, I'll step aside and be like, go ahead. <laughs> or even hide. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move on to Otis versus Gargano. Otis, you know, pretty much going out there and looking for a match, trying to impress uh, Maximo Male Models. And he's trying to get a spot in there. And I think that was a huge part to why he wasn't fully focused there. I think he was trying to impress them as well. But don't get me wrong. I mean, his power and his size just, you know, at moments I thought he was going to end up defeating Gargano. 
You know, he he was, I feel like he was very distracted by everything that was going on outside. There was so much that was going on out there, but he was trying to prove himself to them. And it's one thing of him trying to get in there and one part of him already being in there. Because it looks like Maxine is already very interested in having Otis as part of her agency. So... It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. If I were the WWE, though, I'd bring back Mandy Rose and then I'd have it... I'd completely twist it and turn it into a storyline going that way, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, where Mandy comes out and she's jealous because Maxine is trying to get at her man's Otis. So we'll see. And again, you know, let's see what, what, um, what Maxine's intention really is with Otis. I think she's just trying to get him into uh, maximum male models to have some backup, you know? potentially going against you know who knows maybe the tag team titles and use otis as that powerhouse to like you know take down teams or whatever so who knows what her intention is and again if she does really want them they're good good for them you know that would be the biggest acquisition i think that maximum male models would get if they were to bring otis into i think it would really really help them out however if i were otis i would be very very careful with what i do because at the end of the day you don't know what their intentions are Stick with Chad Gabriel, man. Stick with Chad Gabriel. That guy has done a lot for you. All right. Let's move on to our main event and probably the most anticipated match of the night. We get to see Becky Lynch team up with WWE Hall of Famer Lita against Damage Control for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Wow. Right off the bat, I can already tell you Damage Control is at the disadvantage. Why? You don't know what Becky Lynch and Lita are going to have in store for you. Again, you're going up against the Hall of Famer and you're going against somebody that knows these two competitors very, very well who has been studying them over the last couple of weeks. And I think that the numbers game wasn't going to be an issue for these two women as well. Why? Because the experience, they already know how Bailey is. And I think they were focused on the experience that these two women played a huge role in it. And I think they did their homework and they were expecting Bailey to get involved at any point um, during this match. Um, I think Becky and Lita did very well in, you know, keeping those constant tag team matches. I mean, sorry, those ta quick tags back and forth. And um, I think Lita was just there, you know. Waiting to get that perfect opportunity. Again, the experience going in for the kill. And I think Becky Lynch did a very, very good job as, you know, working with her as well. Again, we got to see Damage Control find any little opportunity that they can find to take advantage of this entire situation. Again, they had everything to lose. What? They had the tag team titles to lose. And I think they went into this knowing... That they could expect the unexpected, but I also feel like they went in extremely confident because they had Bailey at their side. But there was one thing that they were not expecting, and that was Trish Stratus coming out to take out Bailey, therefore allowing Becky Lynch and Lita to be able to get a win over Damage Control and become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Very, very interesting because we know that Trish is Lita's best friend. We know that. Everybody basically knows that. They're great rivals as well. But she basically came out and took out Bailey. The beef that she must have with Bailey to take her out and basically cost damage control their tag team 
titles. Not only that, but I think she wanted to even out the odds as well, too, and be like, you know what? It's not fair that you're at the ringside and you're costing everybody those opportunities. I'm going to go out there and get my hands and help my best friend, you know, win and be a, the women's tag team champion. And great for Lita. I think that was one of the accomplishments that she needed in her career, and she was able to accomplish it alongside with someone like Becky Lynch, which I think they did a very, very good job. Very fantastic. I think it's going to be harder to dethrone this team as well, too. Um, I think they're going to walk into WrestleMania facing damage control again for the rematch. Um, other than that, I don't see any other tag team facing them, you know, here till Mania. This can go two ways. And this is the two ways that I could potentially see. I can see, as you said, damage control versus Becky and Lita as a rematch for the titles. Potentially maybe even adding Ronda and Shayna. Because you cannot forget we have Ronda and Shayna on the other side. Who also want a shot at those tag team titles. Or we get a six, man, uh, six women tag match at Mania between them. If we do get uh, the separate match. Which would be Lita and Becky versus Damage Control. Then at that point I would expect Trish to face... Bailey, uh, simply because she took her out, and we know Bailey. Bailey doesn't. Bailey likes to take everything up in the ring, which I appreciate from her, and you you really have to admire from Bailey because if any anytime she has an issue, yeah, at first she's kind of like, eh, no, not right now, but eventually that's how she settles her problems. She settles them inside of the ring. So that's the two ways that I can see this going: either Becky, uh, Becky Lita versus Damage Control, or I can. Which also comes with Trish and Bailey, or it being a six-woman tag match. I mean. Very, very interesting options that you throw out on the table. I think those are all fantastic. Um, let's see what what they end up going with. You know, let, let's see who they end up facing and who and how it all ends up playing out as well. All right, you guys, that is all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Become a part of the siblings today. And before we let you guys go, stay tuned because over the next couple of weeks, we will be relie- releasing our new item for our business. Stay tuned here because you guys will be the first ones, the first ones to see the brand new Optimus Crew item. So if you're interested, please subscribe. Let us know. We will leave the website below. You guys get the exclusive. Exactly, because we love you guys. You guys have been here since the very beginning, so you guys will be the first ones to see the item before it goes up on sale. And again, as I said, that is all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. For those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, Armando, what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much, and see you guys next time.